You're listening to the Tony Stewart Podcast, where Tony interviews financial literacy advocates who are changing the conversation on money, so you can catch up on the latest trends and ideas in the world of financial literacy and education. Presented by Paperwork. Be prepared for life. Welcome to the Tony Stewart Podcast presented by Paperwork. I'm pleased to be joined today by Dr. Preston Cherry. Preston is the founder and president of Concurrent Financial Planning and head of personal financial planning program at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. And in 2021, Preston was recognized as one of Investopedia's top 100 financial advisors. Preston, welcome to the Tony Stewart Podcast. Hi, Tony. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, I'm really glad to uh, have you on today. Looking forward to learning more about you and your work. Um, You know, so as we get started, you know, tell us a little bit about your origin story. How did you get started in financial wellness? Oh, wow. Uh, You know, I just started with coming up as, you know, a child and and having experiences with money, Tony, you know. and when I got into school, far as college is concerned, I met my mentor at the time, and he was like, "You know, I think you like this this money thing." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, sure." You know, personal finance. We were going through you know, putting together a budget and a, and a, and a financial statement at, at the time. And I remember what, what triggered it was is that he said, "Okay, well, let's make a budget to where after you graduate school, how much you're going to cash flow in, cash flow out." And it got to the the clothing part. And I was like, "Well, you know, I, I don't have to spend too much money more money on clothing cuz uh, I had a job at the time." And I was like, "Well, I already have a suit, so I, a couple of suits are so I'm good." And he said, "No, son, I think you're going to have to, you know, upgrade your 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 clothing a little bit." I, I had a decent suit. And, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, well, when you get out into the world, you're going to want to upgrade a little bit more because we were wearing suits at the time. This was back in, you know, 2002, I guess, because I graduated 2003. And so he was just saying, you're going to get some cleaning, some just suit cleaning. You have to upgrade a little bit more. So we were going through line items of what to expect in life. Right. And then mm-hmm. we just we were just merging these ideas together of what to what to expect going forward. So it was just that was kind of personal finance, what to envision in the next life cycle, and then marrying that up to what our my experiences were in coming up, you know, as a, as a young child, as a young teen, you know, what that what that meant in the household, you know, uh, and th- that's what really you know, experiences, right, feelings, and then also the money mechanics, all that coming together. I didn't know that personal finance as a kind of like a profession or a structure was a thing I knew about money mm-hmm. and what that was. But, you know, personal finances, wellness as a structure, as a thing, didn't know it, but I came into it that way. Well, that's great. And, and you know, it's interesting that you went through that is, you know, because I, I, I love that life's line item, <laughs> you know, that mm-hmm. it's a line item for your life. Uh, to put these things together. And, you know, people don't really think of financial wellness as a structure. Um, You know, they know about money, but not the professions that they can get. So, you know, as as we talk about it, you know, one of the things is you talk about life's blueprint. Why is it important for people to think about the design of their life's blueprint? Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, when you 
are talking about what you want to think about what you want to do. What do you aspire to do? When your money is controlling or leading what you, what you want to do with your life, it, it doesn't feel very good. When you're reacting and recovering to money all the time, that's directing your, your life. Mm-hmm. And, and so what is it that you want to do? What do you aspire to do? What is it that you don't want to do anymore? How do you not want to live anymore? And so that gives you an, a, a chance to audit what you're currently doing. I, I, I always uh, you know, kind of share with people, there's a money psychology HSA, and then there's a money mechanics HSA. So, you know, we have the uh, health, you know, health spending account, right? And then we also have what I call, like to call a uh, healthy, uh, self, uh, honest self audit. So where you're going through and auditing yourself. All right. And it's those questions that I just asked, what do you don't want to do? What do you want to do? This, that, and the other. And then you're creating your life's design, Tony. You're creating your life's design, and then you get to use your money resources as a tool, as a support mm-hmm. mechanism, right? And then now you're not reacting. You get, and when you're talking about wellness now, you you, you, know, you feel better. You feel better. You know, now it takes a little work to do, you know, to, to put that into action, right? Uh, that said, at least you're not doing what you don't want to do anymore. You're getting to start your journey. <laughs> so that, that's what I mean by that. That's great. And, you, you know, what you said about re- reacting, I think is so important is, you know, we spend so much of our life reacting to financial things rather than taking the control of our financial lives. And, you know, it's so important for people to feel empowered about their money. And I think that's a great way to do it is by having people reflect and audit where they're at and where they're coming from. That's, that's great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so as, as we talk through it, and this gets to something you talked about earlier, is how do our early money memories impact our relationships with life and money wellness? Hmm. Well, you know, either we know it consciously or self-consciously, but, you know, uh, I've carried things forward. And it's another thing that where, you know, my dad has kind of shared with me over the years where <laughs> I've I've called something its proper name, so to speak, in school or a theory or something like that. And he's like, oh, he's like, oh, that's what that's called. You know, we've been doing that since 74. <laughs> you've been that, uh, right. <laughs> right. Or, or, you know, like a piece of clothing, some, you know, old schooler would say, you know, it's all, oh, oh, that came back. Oh, yeah. We used to we used to wear that, you know. <laughs> so, you know, this is this is one of those you know things where uh, a a money memory or something where we we didn't know that it was a script or, you know, something as embedded into us. And we didn't know that we carried it with us all the way through. All right. Uh, like for instance, I mean, I, I, uh, w- me and my sister, we were introduced to, uh, saving early. Uh, you know, we had a, we had a ledger to where we put cash in a ledger, uh, some of our allowance. And we had, we actually had an old school ledger where, where we used to open it up 
and put cash in there and our and our parents was match would, would match it you know mm-hmm. and that was i guess our, our introduction to a 401k plan um we we also were introduced to you know reacting and recovering the money too, to where we had to either take money out of, out of that ledger for unexpected, you know, unforeseen circumstances or, you know, the family, we, we, sometimes we didn't have, uh, emergency funds. So what, what I like to call, um, uh, oh, oh man, I have, forgot my, forgot my name for those, but, uh, but yeah, we didn't have, we didn't have emergency funds. So we had to get cash to where we could, uh, find it. Right. Uh, so th- those were experiences. So when I carried those forward, I had to say, oh, OK, well, I, why am I reacting in this way? You know, or why mm-hmm. do why do I like to have, uh, you know, cash at the ready in order to not feel a certain way? Right. And, and so all of those are experiences that I had during those times you know, scripts or, you know, themes that I've carried for either subconsciously or consciously that I've had to unpack coming forward. And I have to talk those out and say, okay, are those uh, barriers or are those uh, things that I can enhance in order to, you know, keep my my money practices uh, going forward? That's great. So, you know, as I'm thinking through that, and I know that you're also um, a financial advisor, is, you know, how do financial advisors, how do you get people to open up about their money experiences and really think about them? Hmm. You know, like most things, Tony, people are just waiting to be asked if you just ask them <laughs> it's just having a, a conversation uh, just asking them and in a manner that it is a a caring way and not just a you see you and i we're having a conversation right now right you're you're asking me questions but i, I feel that you're asking me questions like you you generally want to know my response i feel like we're we're in a dialogue and it, I don't feel like I'm being interrogated. Uh, we're, you know, we're on your, we're on, a, we're on your show. We're, 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 uh, we're chopping it up. You know, we're having a good, we're having a good time. Um, I feel like you're, I'm sitting here looking at you, and you feel like you're generally interested in what I have to say. And people want to share, you know, what their experiences are. They want to open up if you ask them in the in the right manner. If you um, because they're they're coming to you anyway. They're coming to you with with a a purpose. They want to do something different. They aspire to move, you know, progress on. They have a revelation they'd like to share with you. They want more certainty. They would like to have more confidence, right? And it's not just about the numbers. See, they they would like to understand more uh you know so they would they they would like to know these things you know some people would like to know what they don't know and enhance what they do know and if you if you ask them the the right questions they'll want to share sometimes i hear from clients they're like you know nobody ever asked me that (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because you know that's what i always say is you know you got to ask you know it never hurts to ask and it, it's so simple is, you know, just to be curious 
and ask people questions and then sit back and let them talk. And, you know, that's how you find out things about people. It's so much easier having that conversation with your clients rather than going through a detailed fact finder. I mean, you still need to go through, Mm. you know, and ask them the questions that you need for your practice. But at the same time, it's important, like you said, is to find out about who they are, where they're going, what they want to achieve, because it's those things that are really going to drive them in their financial decision-making rather than just, you know, the hard numbers. You know, mm-hmm. Maybe your engineers, you know, I'll pick on <laughs> engineers for a minute. You know, maybe they'll be driven by the hard data, but most people aren't going to be. Well, and so then, but oftentimes they're linked to so, you know, the, the, the information that we need in the questionnaire, the fact finder, right? It is fact finder, right? What's the euphemism for that? It is discovery. Right. We're, we are mm-hmm. discovering, we're discovering through the conversation that helps us inform and unlock right, the information. If someone wants to move to another state, right, if somebody says, well, our, our next move in our next life cycle is to, you know, I, I want to move to Georgia, whatever state it is. Oh, OK, well, there's a lot of information in, in that comment. Okay. Okay. What is what inspired that? When when would you like to move and why? Oh well, we're changing careers. Uh, you know, our family lives down in Georgia. This, that, and the other. Okay. Uh, obviously, how long you've been living in your current house, right? Because that's that's gonna let us know how much potential equity is in that in that house. Oh, you know, well, we can transfer equity to your next home. You know, we'll we'll, we'll discover that through the statements. We, that's why we're going to ask you for that for that statement. So please upload that when we get it when when we get to the next stage, right? So tell me tell me more. And would you like to downsize when, when you get down there? I mean, uh, share share more about that about that next move. Right. So just just by them sharing with you about that next move. Not, so you got numbers and, uh, you know, the why, the story, just by them sharing that they want to relocate and they're about to tell you a story. And see, we got all that information just in that just in that story. It's organic. So you've you've had a lot of discovery in in that little discussion right there. Yeah, I, I, I love it. In fact, I was taking a couple notes um, because yeah, I think that's so important is people forget about that very simple question of tell me why, tell mm-hmm. me more, mm-hmm. you know, continue on is, you know, they'll, they'll get an answer, you know, like they're doing a fact finder and they'll say, you know, the client's moving to Georgia and they'll make a note and then they'll move on to the next question. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's really getting and following up on that question and saying, you know, tell me more about your move to Georgia. What do you see doing that? Are you going to be changing your job? Are Mm -hmm. you going to be getting married? You know, what are you going to be doing? And that's a whole, you know, like you said, it's a wealth of information that will help you better serve your client. Mm -hmm. And we talked, we're talking about wellness, right? So in, in that role play, we just did, somebody says, okay, I have family down there. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, what, what, what motivated that? What, what type of family you have down there? Is that, and it's, oh yeah, I got my, my, my elder parents are down there. I, you know, yeah. Tell me more about that. You know, and they say, oh, well, I'd like to be, they're, they're elderly. I'd like to be, we'd like to be closer to down, down or closer to them. They'd like to see their grandchildren a little bit more. And now, so we're going to be job hunting down there. But, oh, you, so you just, oh man, you're, you're taking notes all day on that. Because <laughs> well, well, they're, they're explaining their wellness right there, aren't they, Tony? 
They are, and you're forming a relationship, which um, really transforms the customer relationship is because you are forming that deeper relationship where you're having a conversation with your client rather than just, you know, presenting their investment portfolio. Mm-hmm. You've taken that relationship to a whole new level by doing that. That's, that's great mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I want to make sure that I ask you about is, you know, what is life money balance? I know you talked a lot about that. And I think that's really important. Yes. So, you know, life money balance is about, and this is, this is the follow-up to life money balance. It is, and it's talking about that blueprint as well, Tony, it is mm-hmm. let your life lead your money and not your money lead your life. And that is this, that is the crux of, you know, you know, creating your life's blueprint, your life's design. Mm -hmm. So let your life lead your money. And this is where your, your life and their, and your money are working concurrently. And that's where I got the name of my firm, where your life and your money are working (laughs) currently. So they're working, they're working in partnership. And when they're working in partnership, they are working towards a common goal and, and when they're working toward a common goal, you have two lines working to a, a common point, then they that is a harmony, okay? And then hopefully they're not working beyond a common point, Tony, because mm-hmm. when they go, when they intersect and, and start working in opposite directions, all right, that doesn't feel good because they are working in opposite directions and, and, and going opposite directions when your life and money are not coordinated when Mm -hmm. they are when they are disconnected then this is when that overall well-being starts feeling uh you know kind of discombobulated all right and where that theme came from tony you know life money balance let your life lead your money not your money lead your life having your life and money work in part concurrent partnership okay working toward a common goal and trying to achieve that wellness living your life aspirationally okay that come from when you're talking about where did all of it come from it came from life experiences all right Mm -hmm. because it was motivated by the time in my life to where i could see where my life and money were working in different directions they weren't working in common Mm -hmm. goals and i could see I could see in my statements to where I, where my money was leading my life and I can look at my, my line items in my statements. It was like, you know, um, you know, this doesn't, this doesn't feel well. My, my story was sitting right there in my, in my statements and I could feel my wellness in, in my statements. Right. And so I was like, okay, what do I, what, how do I not want to live anymore? You know, what do I don't want to do? And what do I, what do I want to do? How, what do I want to aspire to do? Right. And then that's when I started creating my life's blueprint. I started, you know, wanting to design, you know, the life that I want to live. What, what do I aspire to do? And, you know, I, hey, let's let's pass that on to others. And then this is what we're talking about, where we ask people, what do you aspire to do? And let them share, you know, let them share their stories. Just ask. And that's how this process is a transformational process, Tony. And this is how we you know, make impact on people's lives and align their life and money together. 
Well, that's great. And, you know, it just got me uh, start thinking, you know, about how you're a teacher is do you often find that your students are surprised that you take this approach? I mean, do they come to your class and expect, you know, <laughs> to learn about maybe diversification and you start talking about some of this other stuff? Well, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I teach and sometimes I, I run long uh, with, with my, uh, with my dialogue as sometimes, and we have to carry, we have to pick up at the next class and make sure we cover the stuff that's going to be on the test. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but I, I, cause, but I, I want them to be able to connect even, even the adults. So I've, 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 I've coached professionals, you know, I've done, I still do that sometimes. Uh, and I, so I've, I've, I've taught people across the life cycle. Okay. And, you know, I, I want folks to take the, the mechanics of the information. I want them to know that I want to inform and educate. Mm -hmm. Right. However, it's very important to, to know uh, the application, why it matters. I want you to feel it. You know, I want you to feel why this matters in your life when we're, mm -hmm. when we're, when we're sharing it. So when the students or whomever is in class or maybe a, a client uh, it has an explanation of why it matters to them, they're like, Oh, okay. That makes more sense. You know, that makes more sense because they can feel that. Right. And so that's why it takes a little longer, even for me, sometimes when I'm a little long winded and everything, at least they, they get the conceptualness of it. Right. And that's, that's what's important. And that's when we're talking about passing along or informing, educating, uh, uh, instilling confidence. I was sharing with a, 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 a client the other day and, uh, you know, uh, actually it's a prospect uh, and, and we were, we were, we were sharing something and they gave me a, a, a scenario and they were like, okay, why is my, why is this company uh, given these, these two scenarios with our pension. And I explained to them, you know, option A versus option B. And they were like, oh, so that company wasn't doing this for the kindness of their heart. <laughs> 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 you know, but I explained it in a way where it mattered to them. And they were like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now, now we get to select A, you know, A over B, but now it mattered to them, you see? So there's a, there's a difference when you explain things and it and it hits home with people and they, you give that personal touch. Definitely. Well, I think you hit on something that I really want to make sure I highlight for uh, people who are listening to this episode is that, you know, you said it in their words, use language that they can understand so that the mm -hmm. client was able to fully comprehend what you're explaining. And I think that's so powerful that people don't get sometimes as planners as advisors is that, you know, uh, we talk at our clients rather than to mm -hmm. and with our clients. Mm -hmm. And so we have to recognize that our clients may not know all the jargon we know in the industry. Heck, most of us don't even know the jargon the other half of the industry <laughs> knows. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that, and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Tony, is uh, when you talk, you're saying talk, to, uh, talk with our clients. When when they know they're in a conversation and they're at a dialogue, it's kind of like uh, when you talk to that quote, quote unquote kitchen table talk. When people are feel like they're just having dialogue with you, and see that's when you're having a connection. And so often times you'll hear shared that you know all 
a an advisor, so to speak, you know, an advisor, advisor, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm hearing that <laughs> right, 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 right. Is that all you have to do is just, you, you know, have them share their story and listen, 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 listen. Right. And if you do any talking or anything like that, then, you know, you're you're you're, you're doing too much talking. Well, obviously, you don't want to be the focus of the of the story. You know, you don't want to do that. However, you, you, you ever been on a telephone call and you you're sharing your dialogue and then the the the, the other and the, and the phone other other side of the phone goes goes silent and you have to ask are you still there <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. right so you got to, so so that's why it's important to drop you know little you know nuggets of opportunity to build that connection Build that connection. So when somebody's sharing, you know, say, oh, okay, that's where that's an opportunity to, to empathize, to let somebody know that you're there. That's how you connect during a conversation to make it a conversation and a dialogue. All right. Then you ease on back, right? That way they can keep on sharing, right? Mm-hmm. So you're having an exchange, and that's what makes a conversation and a dialogue. And it makes people feel comfortable and opens up that 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 environment. Well, that's that that's really powerful, and I, I think people really need to take that to heart. That it's a whole different way of looking at um, working with clients and helping mm-hmm. people out, whether you're a CFP or an insurance agent or a financial coach. You know, wherever you're working with people, is that you know you, you have to listen and learn and give them an opportunity to work with you. Mm. Um, So, you know, Preston, as we wrap up, what's your number one tip on financial wellness? Mm. You know, uh, that's a great question, Tony. I I would say, you know, give yourself permission. And this this is hard because I've had to keep on revisiting this for myself, (laughs) which is, you know, give yourself permission to, you know, first start your journey and, mm-hmm. and, and then re- revisit it, you know, because you, you are you are worthy in order to do that. Um, you are worthy for your wellness overall, you know, your well-being, which encapsulates all part, all facets of your of your well-being, uh, you know, whether it be financial, spiritual, you know, health, you know, all of that goes into your, your, your wellness. Financial wellness contributes to many of these facets uh, mm-hmm. and people just say that, you know, money doesn't, you know, buy happiness or, or, or wellness, but it darn sure contributes to the pathway. I just tweeted about this the other day. It sure does. Right. So that's why you have to have your financial you know, houses in order. So give yourself permission to pursue and aspire towards, you know, good wellness. You deserve it. That's great. Great advice. Um, so Preston, you know, you mentioned Twitter is where can people learn more about you, connect with you, find out what you're up to? Yes. So I'm at the handle at Dr. Preston Cherry. So Dr. Preston Cherry. You can find me the LinkedIn, Twitter, IG, and then uh, con- www.concurrentfp.com is the uh, firm. Fantastic. And everybody watching and listening, I'll be putting all those links in the show notes so you can um, connect with uh, Preston, find out what he's up to and everything. So Preston, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And thank you everyone for tuning in to the Tony Stewart podcast. 
Until next time.